Welcome to the 23 Minutes in Hell podcast. Author and speaker Bill Weiss and his wife Annette address the many questions we all have about hell and eternity. Bill and Annette believe the subject of hell shouldn't grip us with fear, but instead, it should inspire us to use our time on earth wisely. Thank you for listening to my wife and I. Today we want to share with you 10 biblical ways to stay in health. And we're all interested in that. Everybody wants to be healthy, right? Absolutely. Well, first of all, praying and reading God's word daily. That would be number one. You know, Proverbs 4.22 says, His word is health to all our flesh. So that's an interesting one. That's an amazing promise. So the more we read his word, it's like medicine going into your flesh. So as we read it, as we listen to it and hear it, right, and speak it, speaking his promises, that's all, you know, actually working in our flesh and bringing health to us. Right. You know, in Psalms 119.11, David said, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. So the more word we get in us, the less we're going to sin. And the less sin, the less death. Because Romans 6.23 says the wages of sin is death. So you see, the more word you get in, the less you're going to sin, the less death you're going to have in your body. That's really good. So there is, yeah, that's that's excellent, Bill. I think that's really clear, you know, so again. It How it all ties ins- together. Yeah, it inspires us to get up and read his word every day. Yes, and number two is to submit to God and his word or be teachable. And James 4, 7 says it perfectly, submit yourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. That's right. Well, he's not going to flee unless we first submit to God or obey him. That's right. And we know John 10, 10, Jesus said, the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So the devil's come to kill us or put sickness on our bodies. So we have to first be submitted to God. Then we resist the devil and he'll run off. Like Jesus, when the devil came, he said, it is written. He quoted the word and the devil fled. So we, we need to know the word, quote it to the devil, but we have to be first submitted to God. That means we're agreeing to follow him. We obey his word. We do his commands and so forth. So that's really that's good. another good point. Uh, number three, walking in the fear of the Lord. You know, Acts 9.31 and Romans 11.20 mentions for us to walk in the fear of the Lord. Uh, Proverbs 3, 7, and 8 says, Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be health to your navel and marrow to your bones. Or health to your uh, navel is like nerves and sinews. And then uh, marrow to your bones or moistened uh, moistened bones. So you will have healthy bones if, uh, again, we fear the Lord. And that's a whole other topic, what it is to fear the Lord. But it's basically to read his word and to obey his word. That we have enough respect for God that we will obey him. I know. I think a lot of times, you know, as believers, we don't look at the word and take it literally and really believe God's promises. Like God means what he says and says what he means. That's right. So there's that benefit of health just from walking in the fear of the Lord. Right. And so many Christians do not fear the Lord. And here's another one. Number four, controlling our tongue. That's a big one. And that's a big one for everybody. Right? Proverbs 12, 18 says the tongue of the wise is health. So being wise in what we say and speak to others. Right. Um, number two, another verse is Proverbs 12, 14. It says a man shall be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth or by saying the right things. That's right. Right? Speaking the right way, spe- saying the right things. 
And also Proverbs 21, 23 says, whoso keeps his mouth and his tongue keeps his soul from trouble. It's another good one. That's a big one to control what we're saying. Mm Mm-hmm. Then go ahead, but then uh, there's another one. And also this, uh, yeah, this is a, another great one. First Peter 3.10. Do you want to say that one, Bill? Yeah, to him that would love life and see good days, let him refrain his mouth from speaking evil. So if you want good days, then you refrain your mouth from speaking evil. And evil also involves doubt and unbelief. Yes, it's anything con- contrary to what God's word says, really. It's not just evil like cursing or, you know, right. speaking really mean to someone. It encompasses a whole lot more. It does. You know, and also it's death and life are in the power of the tongue. Again, that's pretty strong verse. Proverbs 18, 21. Right. So that's a good one. Um, Next, we've got uh, guard our attitudes and emotions. So now there's some ungodly attitudes we can have that can cause sickness in our bodies. Proverbs 11, 17 says, he that is cruel troubles his own flesh. Cruelty to people, cruelty to animals, and so forth, can bring trouble to your flesh. Uh, Proverbs 7, 21 through 23 says, She caused him to yield. He goes after her straight away as an ox goes to the slaughter till a dart strike through his liver. This is talking about the fornicator or the adulterer. And he goes after her and it, it says it'll cause a dart to go through his liver. So that could be some indication of why a person has liver problems if they're committing adultery or fornication. Mm, that's a very a interesting verse. Absolutely. Right. Uh, then we go to Proverbs 14.30. Envy is as rottenness to his bones. So if you're envious, jealous, and so forth, that can bring a rottenness in your bones. Pro- Psalms 31.10 says, My strength fails because of my iniquity, and my bones are consumed. So sin causes bone problems. You know. Then you've got Proverbs 18.8. The words of a talebearer are as wounds. They go down into the innermost parts of the belly. So the words of a gossiper will cause stomach problems. Digestive problems, right? It can right. cause, yeah, a slanderer or a gossiper. Right. I know. This one's uh, another one in um, Second Chronicles 21, 15 through 19. It just says, and thou shalt have great sickness by disease of thy bowels until thy bowels fall out. And this is because um, they served other gods and killed those who followed God, right? Right, right. They were killing the Christians. That sounds like major bowel problems. Right. And Job 17.5 says, he that speaks flattery to his friends, even the eyes of his children shall fail. That's an interesting one. Right. And commentaries point out that they're, the person that's speaking the flattery, their eyes will fail, but even their children's will fail. I mean, that's an interesting verse. Yes, and flattery is usually used as, you know, to manipulate someone. Right. That's why you're, the person is being, you know, using flattery. Exactly. And then also, um, 1 Samuel 28, 5, another, a couple, uh, or an interesting one is, it says, he was afraid and his heart greatly trembled. So fear causes heart problems. That's right. Right? Right. And um, Luke 21, 26 says men's heart failing them for fear. That's right. So that's it during like the last days, right? Right. Because of everything happening on the earth. And Jesus said over and over again, fear not, fear not. It's all through the Bible because fear causes all these problems, but especially heart problems. Uh, Proverbs 13, 12, hope deferred makes the heart sick. You know, hope deferred. 
you've lost hope for something, you know? Yes, and it's gone on a long time. It can start causing heart problems in right. someone. There's many more of these, but we'll just keep moving. Yes, and then let's look at, Bill, um, at some scriptures that actually benefit our health. Right. Health, you know, we were looking at more of the negative side, but let, let's look at the, what benefits it. I mean, uh, Psalm 73, 26, speaking of the heart, it says, God is the strength of my heart. That's a great verse to confess and speak, right? right. It's just to say, God is the strength of my heart. Even when you're feeling, you know, not so strong, right? That's right. Because it's your heart, also like your spirit, it's God is the strength of. Right. And uh, also your literal heart. And then Proverbs 14.30 says, a sound heart is the life of the flesh. So a calm, undisturbed mind and heart and staying in peace brings life to our flesh. That's right. And then Psalms 119.80 says, let my heart be sound in thy statutes. That's right. So his statutes, in other words, obeying his word will cause soundness in your heart. And here's one too that probably all of us could use more of is laughter. Proverbs 17.22 says, a merry heart does good like a medicine. Right. That's so powerful. Being happy. Yeah. And I mean, they've even proven, I think, medically that, uh, you know, having someone who's sick watching funny movies or old, you know, shows like I Love Lucy, Three Stooges and so forth and making them laugh That's right. is actually good for their body. Exactly. Then we look at uh, some more bone scriptures. Uh, Job 21.24 says, and his bones are moistened with marrow. He's talking about the godly person. His bones are moistened with marrow. They're not dried out bones. Isaiah 66, 10 through 14 says, Rejoice with Jerusalem, your bones shall flourish. That's a big one. So again, you know, supporting Israel is so important, and we're blessed through supporting Israel, but there's one with rejoicing with Jerusalem, being happy for Jerusalem, God praying that he continues to protect that nation and that city. And it's city. good for the bones. That's, right. That's an amazing benefit. Right. And then uh, Proverbs 16, 24 says, Pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. So pleasant words, kind words, loving words. Encouragement. Right. Those kind of words, not negativity, you know, and putting down people or whatever. So I think those are some good ones about, about uh, the bones. Uh, go, let's see. We've got the eyes. Let's look at the eyes. Uh, Deuteronomy 34, 7 says, His eye was not dim, nor his natural force abated. Talking about Moses. His eye, you know, 120 years old, he still had clear vision. That's a good one to pray and say, thank you, Lord. My eye does not grow dim, nor my natural force abated. Right, and it's interesting. It says his uh, eye did not grow dim. And then here, this ties to this. Psalms 19, 8 says, the commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. Enlightening the eyes. So it brings light to the eyes, his commandment. And, his, and the first one was his eye was not dim. That's good. You know, so he kept it God's commandments. And then here's a few, too, um, promises for beauty, our skin. You know, Job 11, 15 says, for, the, for then thou shalt lift up thy face without spot. Thy age shall be clearer than the noonday. Right, that's just a promise we can claim. Yeah, I like those. I yeah. like to pray that, right? Um, Psalms 90, verse 17, let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us. That's so good. Right, God's beauty. Yes, God's beauty, especially like when you worship him. I believe he beautifies us, right? right. Just worshiping him and being in his word. Psalms 96, 6 says strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. And right. that's us, right? right? We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Also, his sanctuary would be going to a, 
godly, you know, a Bible teaching church. That's You're right. in his sanctuary. Just give one more. Uh, Psalms 149.4 says, He will beautify the meek with salvation. You know, salvation is, is our save, going to heaven and also our health. Yes, our health, protection, deliverance, sozo, yeah. So he'll beautify the meek. The meek is the person that's humble, that's loving, that prays and seeks God and has a a kind heart and so forth. So anyway, and then let's look at some other. Here are a few promises, uh, other health issues. Nahum 1.9 says, the affliction shall not return a second time. So you can claim that if something comes on you. You could pray that over yourself, right? Say, no, I'm not receiving this affliction again. It's not coming back. Mm -hmm. It's just a promise. Uh, Joel 3, 21, for I will cleanse their blood that I have not cleansed. So someone that has not had their blood cleansed, so to speak, through praying or or seeking God, he said, I will cleanse their blood. So a person has some blood disorder. Yes, that's why it's so important when we face these kind of trials, especially with sickness in our bodies, is to pray and seek the Lord. And a lot of times he will highlight a scripture or a promise to us, like to hold on to through that storm, through that trial. Like, Lord, Holy Spirit, give me a verse. What what do I hold on to? And a lot of times there are things like this. Here's another one, Jeremiah 30, 17. But I will restore health to you and heal you of all your wounds, says the Lord. So that's another promise again. He, w- uh, I will restore health to you. So if you're sick, you claim that. Thank you, Lord. You're restoring health to me, and you're healing me of all my wounds. So like a, an injury mm-hmm. could be a wound. You know, Isaiah 42, 5 says, The Lord gives breath to the people upon the earth. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. When my brother was in the hospital, he was on a ventilator, and he couldn't breathe, and he w- did, wasn't getting enough oxygen. So we claim that for him. Lord gives breath to my brother. Yes, we, we stood on that verse. Right. And uh, anyway, yeah. so... We anyway. stood on that and, and prayed it, right? Right. That's what that means. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, and uh, there's one more. Genesis 2-7 says, The Lord breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. So you claim that. Thank you, Lord. You give me the breath of life. That's so good. Absolutely. You know, Bill, and there's even some secular doctors that have tapped into how the emotions affect the body, you know, that they show, some of them will show an emotional connection to certain organs, um, such as I had read, one doctor mentioned um, adrenal, you know, problems in, with your adrenals is tied to fear. That's and right. then your thyroid having issues can be tied to anger. And the pancreas can be tied to I guess a lack of a lack love, of love, lack of love. Wow. And a growth hormone, um, Problem. issue would be tied to anxiety. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah. I know these are secular doctors that are discovering this. I think it's interesting. Okay. Another way, go ahead. Oh, uh, number, number six. six is, um, about walking in health scripturally is praying for others. James five sixteen says, pray ye one for another that ye may be healed. So, um, you know, it shows that we love people, number one. And, you know, also a side benefit is we reap what we sow. When we pray for others, we'll have others praying for us, which is such a blessing. Yes. And, you know, sometimes we we knew pastors that would stay late at church, I remember, and they would, volunteers, they would pray for the people who would come up and had needs. 
And they'd stay late if they had to till the end of the, you know, right. very end of the service and last right. so, ones to leave. And So as a congregation, if you're at a church service and they say, well, we're going to pray for the sick now. Well, most people get up and leave. You know, and that's okay. But it's good to stay and pray for those that are sick. Yeah, and even just sit there in your seat and you can join with their faith and when they're praying and just right. say, Lord, bless these people. Thank you for giving them so, health. You can be in agreement right. with and the it, ones it praying. It takes more effort on your part to stay. Because it's not you that needs the healing, but yet it says, pray ye one for another that ye may be healed. So again, it's a reaping. Absolutely. And number seven, honoring our parents. In Ephesians 6, 2 and 3 says, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. That is quite a promise. It goes well with us and we live long on the earth when we honor our parents. That's right. So we do not want to neglect our parents. You know exactly, that? or it will not go well with us, right? Right, exactly. Okay, another one, uh, number eight, is obeying the word. Now, all this is obeying the word, but this uh, specifically. And here, uh, Psalms 119, 119.67, David said, Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now have I kept thy word. So again, we see by obedience of the word, it'll keep you from being afflicted. No, that's true, Bill. You know, I just want to go back real quick to that point about honoring our parents. And I know there's a lot of people out there that have have broken relationships with their parents, or maybe their one of their parents was abusive, or you know, didn't really do such a great job. But we still want to honor just like their position over our life as best we can. It doesn't mean um, you want number one is you forgive them. You want have to have the have that forgiveness towards them. But it doesn't mean if they're really lost or evil that you're hanging out with them necessarily, right? right? So it's just to, to clarify that. But in your heart, you're showing honor and forgiveness towards them. That's right. That's right. Now back to the obeying the word. Uh, another point would be uh, paying our tithes and giving offerings. I mean, the Bible tells us to do that. A lot of Christians think, oh, that's Old Testament. We don't need to do that. But that's not true. Hebrews 7 talks about tithing, and it's all through the Bible. But the point is, if we tithe and uh, give offerings, that can bring health to our bodies and also. And I just want to share a quick story. I had blown out my knee doing squats at the gym. I was doing way too heavy a weight, and I blew it out. Uh, it puffed up like a balloon filled with water. Anyway, I had to have surgery, and the surgery didn't take. It still, it, the swelling went down, but it still was in pain. A severe pain. I could hardly walk and I was on crutches. Well, it was uh, a Wednesday night and I normally went to church Wednesday night and I just started going to this new church. The old church I was going to fell apart. So I was attending this new church, but I just went there on Sunday. And now this was going to be my second time going. Nobody knew me. I knew nobody there. And so I was at my brother and sister-in-law's house and it was a cold night. And she said, why don't you stay here and I'll make you a nice dinner. This is before we were married. And um, I said, you know, I just feel like I'm supposed to go to church. So not that it's a burden, but, you know, uh, you know, it's it's a delight to go to, to church. So I, I got up and went to church and. Um, well, maybe th- this star. Th- no, it's a good story, Bill. It, yeah, feel free to, you know, share that about your knee. All right. All right. I'll share it. Uh, so I went to church, sat in the very back. Uh, my crutches were on the floor. Nobody knew me. In the middle of the service, the pastor stops preaching, and he says, I've got to pray for somebody here. And he points to me. I'm sitting in the very back. There's about 500 people there. 
And he points to me and says, I got to pray for your knee. So God revealed to him I had a knee issue. And um, I mean, he didn't know me from Adam. So he came back, laid hands on my left knee, the correct knee, which he would not have known. And I didn't feel anything. But I got up, went home that night. Well, I back up first. I got to back up with this story. Um, I had felt to give the tithe, to pay, pay the tithe that night. So my tithe was $2,000. So I was about to write out the check, and I felt like the Lord said, make it for $10,000. Well, that's a lot. That was about all I had at the time. But you know, I wanted to obey that God. That is a lot, yeah. And you know, today, that's a lot. Right, and I wanted to obey God. So I did, joyfully gave it, and then uh, dropped it in the bucket as it went by. So when he's preaching, suddenly he stopped and said, I got to pray for somebody. He points to me, comes back and prays for my knee. Like I said, I didn't feel anything. Got up, went home that night. I got up the next morning and my knee was completely healed. I had no pain whatsoever. Now I've been on crutches for six months now in pain. And I got up the next day and went for a run. It was completely healed. But here's the point. Deuteronomy uh, 14, 22 and 23 says, tithe that you may learn to fear the Lord. So it shows that you fear God if you tithe. That's one, one area. But then Malachi 4, 2 says, uh, those that fear my name shall the son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings. So in other words, healing comes with the fear of the Lord and tithing is part of showing you you fear the Lord. Now, you can't earn this healing, but it just shows how the scripture ties together. And if we will be obedient to do what God says, it resulted in healing for me. That is an amazing story. So, that is so good. That was a blessing for sure, to say the least. So anyway, okay, let's go on. Well, and then also fasting, right, is another one. Right. Like so, Isaiah 58 says, that's part of obeying the word, right. right? There's a promise in Isaiah 58 that says if you give to the poor, you take your clothes to the poor, and you put up a homeless, and you do these things, then your health will spring forth speedily. That's the only one I've ever seen in the Bible that talks about a time period, speedily. It'll come speedily. I like that. <laughs> yeah. We all want it fast. So, uh, But the point is, if you obey that scripture... And it's not a formula. This is just, you have to be led by the Spirit. But if you do that, and then that's another promise of health to your body. What a blessing. Yeah. Absolutely. So, okay, then uh, let's go. And also forgiving, right, right, is another area of obedience. That's a big area, is to forgive so Satan doesn't give us an advantage. Second right. Corinthians 2.11 speaks about that. Right, Satan doesn't get an advantage Oh, get it, yes, get an advantage. Exactly. So if we don't forgive, he will get an advantage. So we have to forgive everybody no matter what they've done because God's forgiven us. Absolutely. So, okay, we'll move along. Number yeah. nine about bringing health to us another way is being faithful. Proverbs thirteen seventeen says a faithful ambassador is health. So doing what we are told and not just following our own way, right? That means we're, you know, we're being faithful to God. And serving him and so forth. And again, as you said, Bill, a lot of this all goes back to obedience. But faithful is in the Bible 141 times. And it's interesting, the word success is only once. That's right. So to God, our success really is based on our being faithful. I think that's really important. And then number 10, uh, eat healthy. Now, this this is is a practical one, right? This is all practical, and we all know that we need to eat healthy. But even the Bible has much to say about that, and it outlines certain foods it's good to eat, you know. And uh, here's just a couple scriptures. Genesis uh, 45, 18 says, I will give you the good of the land to eat. So there is bad of the land. 
there's processed foods, there's, you know, sugar-filled foods and fast foods and things like that. That's not good to eat. That's not the good of the land. Proverbs 23.3 says, Be not desirous of his dainties, for they are deceitful meat. Now, dainties are tasty foods. So that's like fast food again, lots of desserts, right. things like that. Right. You know, and then one more verse, Daniel one twelve says, Give us pulsed to eat and water to drink. And at the end of 10 days, their countenance appeared fairer and fatter in flesh than all the children which did eat the portion of the king's meat. So they wanted Daniel to eat uh, the, the king's meats, which were a lot of them were forbidden by God in the Old Testament. So mm-hmm. he didn't want to disobey God. So he said, I don't want those meats. I want just vegetables and water. And they said, well, you will, you'll look pale and skinny and, and so forth. Well, he didn't. He looked fair and fatter than the rest of them. So vegetables are good for you and lots of water. Yes, and it's interesting too, Bill, in um, the book of John, John 21, 13, Jesus, it says he ate, this is after he rose from the dead, he ate and took bread and fish. That's right. right. And mm-hmm. it says in Luke 24, 42, they gave him a broiled fish and a honeycomb. Right. So a little honey is good, a little raw a organic little. honey. Right. <laughs> and then Luke 11, you know. Yeah, this is interesting too. Like in Luke 11, where Jesus is comparing something good with something bad. And he says, if any of you ask for bread, will, he, will God give you a stone or ask for a fish and an egg? So he compares all those things as something good, bread, fish, and egg. Right, so we know that's good for you. Yeah, well, certain kinds of bread. Yeah. That's a whole nother story. Right. right. <laughs> but anyway, so what's the whole main point, Bill, to well, wrap Well, the whole thing up? is um, Proverbs 4, 20 through 24 says, My son, attend to my words, incline thy ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from my eyes. Keep them in the midst of thy heart, for they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. So we need to keep the word of God in front of our eyes and read it and think about it and say it out of our mouths and so forth and guard our heart for it's the most important issue in life is to guard our heart what goes into our heart yes proverbs 4 does say that above all guard your heart for it determines the course of your life right so we guard our heart and we keep the word first in our lives that's the main point if we can do that we can walk in divine health but these all are some things that will help us stay healthy, and so we can accomplish all that the Lord has for us. Yes, and finish our course and finish our race. That's right. Amen. God bless you all. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to leave us a rating or comment. We value your feedback. Stay in touch and learn more about this ministry by visiting us at soulchoiceministries.org.